1: and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling.
0: I'm so excited about today's show because this is the 1-year anniversary of our airing in Houston. Woo-hoo! This is our 50s. That was Christy with the woohoo because I don't do woohoo because a colonel in the Marines should not do woohoo. <laughs> but nonetheless, I am excited. This is our 52nd show on behalf of Christy and myself. I would like to take a moment to offer our sincere gratitude for the opportunity that we have each week. I want to thank God for entrusting us with his message of courageous faith. I would like to thank the Salem Media Group, KKHT, and all the men and women at this station who work so hard to support us in our effort to offer voices of truth, hope, and encouragement. I especially want to thank Mike, our fearless producer, Bernard, Brian, Marcia, Laurel, and Chuck, without whom our show would not be possible. I also want to thank Christy, my loyal wingman, for her tireless work in the many details of coordination, marketing, posting, and development. I tease her a lot, I ask a lot of her, and she is just such a good sport. (laughs) And finally, friends, we would both like to thank you, our listeners. It is such an honor to walk with you in Christ and to be allowed to speak into your lives and to share our hearts with you. So genuinely, thank you. And friends, this is a special show for another reason, and that is that Monday is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and as you know, I deeply admire Dr. King. So all around, I couldn't be more excited about today's show, and I'm not easily excited because for the most part you don't want your pilot to be easily excited. <laughs> uh True Marines shouldn't really be easily <laughs> excited, but I'm genuinely excited today. Before we begin our conversation, I must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views and they do not necessarily represent the Department of the Navy or the Department of Defense. Please pray with us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the fellowship that we share in your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for your word which guides us, for the saints who encourage us, and for our brothers and sisters in whom we have such joy. And we thank you for the opportunity that we have to come together each week as we seek the understanding to walk out our faith with courage and effect. Help us, Father, to do your will and to glorify you that those who know us will know you. And by our love and faith, they will know your unrelenting desire to have all of your children return to you. May all we do be pleasing unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Friends, to me, there could be no greater honor than to celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King with our anniversary show. We celebrate Dr. King on Monday because he had a dream and because he had the courage to pursue that dream. For Dr. King, that dream was the truth of the brotherhood of man. He had the courage to speak truth unadulterated by political faction, by race, or by color. He spoke truth, though it was unwelcome by many. He spoke truth, though it upset the political status quo. And he spoke truth, though it cost him his life. And as he spoke the truth, he did not succumb to hate. His famous lines state plainly, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate only love can do that. Sadly, it would seem that we have much ground to cover before we approach his dream. And it begs the question, what is our dream? For each of us, we should ask, what is our dream? And what are we willing to do to realize it? Is that a thought-provoking consideration?
2: Oh, I I think it's a thought-provoking consideration. It's uh. A good question. It's probably the right question to be considering. um, Well, at any time, of course, the beginning of a new year. Um, I think it's an important question.
0: Yeah. You know, I think to myself, what do we want 2021 to look like? Right. Okay. We have a lot of views about 2020 and maybe 2020 put us on our back foot. As I like to say, I don't like living on my back foot. I want to be intentional. I want to wake up in the morning with a plan. I want to ask God what his plan is. I want to inform my plan with his guidance. And then I want to execute with intention and vigor. And so I think about 2021, and and genuinely, I can't tell you what you want, but what do you want? Uh, For example, if our goal in 2021 is less noise, we have to make less noise. If our goal is more understanding, we have to be more understanding. If our goal is more truth, then it's up to us as Christians to speak it, because there's not a lot of other people out there who are going to speak it. So whatever our our dream is, it will require intentional engagement with the world and purposeful disengagement because the world wants us to be one way that's convenient to the world. And as Dr. King showed, the world does not want to hear inconvenient truth. He modeled this as he guided productive conversation and conduct through one of the most difficult period of our nation's history. So I think each of us can do that. And so what do you want? Christy, what would you like to see something in 2021?
2: Well, be- before I share that, and I have a, I have a lot of thoughts about what I want um, in 2021. Um, you know, I think the thing that I heard in there is that uh, it's it's courageous. Um, he was, MLK was the embodiment of courage. But what I think maybe the listeners maybe need to hear or I would need to hear is that I don't have to be an MLK, right? I, I mean, thank you God for him. But my act, maybe my small act, is courageous. My choice of how I'm going to intentionally live for Christ in 2021 is courageous too.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely true. There are very few uh, Dr. Kings, but each of us in our small corner of the battlefield, um, as you know, I like to say, do what you can where you are with what you have if you turn on the TV or read the so-called newspaper, you hear a conversation between two adults, you see a commercial on TV. I, For my part, I just have to shake my head in disgust. And most people don't understand that we are lost. And then those who understand that we are lost don't really know what to do. It's like I said to y'all, uh, I just said, y'all, Uh, It's
2: okay you're in Texas.
0: That's good. It's like (laughs) I said to y'all. It's approved. uh, Thank you. A couple weeks ago um, I told the story of how I was driving in my car once and I said to the person I was driving with I'm afraid of my car breaking down and they looked at me like I had two heads and they said why and I said because I don't know how to fix it but if I knew how to fix it I wouldn't be afraid of it breaking down. And I think is the same is true of the intersection of our faith and the secular world. As Christians, many of us who think more of Jesus as a lamb and not so much as a warrior, we come to these intersections with the world and these potential conflicts, and we don't know how to manage them, so we're afraid of them. And again, we're on our back foot. So if 2021 is going to be something that we want it to be, If it's going to be what God wants it to be through us, then we need to get on our front foot. We need to learn how to manage these intersections, how to walk away from them. If you don't know how to manage it productively, don't be afraid to walk away from it. Uh, Christy said something interesting this morning. She said, you don't have to pass judgment on the intersection. You don't have to pass judgment on that person's life. You can let them be who they need to be. But you also have the right to be who you need to be, and that means you don't have to listen to lies, you don't have to uh, be assaulted, whether it's commercials on TV, and you just decide, hey, here's the remote, I'm hitting the off button.
2: I think the key, though, is to understand who you are and who you want to be in Christ, and if we don't take the time to figure that out, then who are we, are we showing up as how somebody else wants us to be, the world wants us to be, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, that's uh, another great point, because it would have been very easy for Dr. King to say, well, we're going to respond to hatred with hatred, because truthfully, that's what the world wants. You see it now. The same people who ask forgiveness give none. The same people who want consideration are abusive bullies. And so Dr. King showed us, Jesus showed us, that does not work. He actually said this. When he spoke of pursuing freedom, Dr. King said, Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. And this is so important because it explains that the ends and the means are irrevocably connected. And so something we talk about a lot in counterinsurgency, the ends and the means are directly connected.
2: Okay. Remind me counterinsurgency, insurgency. Just give us a little reminder.
0: Okay. Insurgency is a form of irregular warfare which seeks to overthrow the existing regime. So the existing regime in the United States of America is a nation under God according to a constitution which comes from the Bible and the values of the Bible. Irregular warfare doesn't seek to kill everybody or blow up factories and bridges. Irregular warfare seeks influence over a group of people. So the insurgency, those who seek to overthrow this nation, are seeking influence over you and everybody else. And we're going to decide whether or not to give them that influence each day when we're out in the world. Counterinsurgency then is the organized attempt to put down the insurgency. Mm. So the insurgency itself doesn't necessarily have good or bad. For example, the United States in its early rebellion against King George the 3rd, I guess. That was an insurgency. Mm. We seek to overthrow the established regime which was England. Right. So insurgency itself isn't bad. But in this instance, it's an extension of the devil's insurgency against God, so it is bad. We, as Christians, are counterinsurgents. We put down the insurgency. And Jesus was the original counterinsurgent, and he showed us how to do this. Things like walk away from stupid conversations. I was just reading Matthew chapter 10. if you tell somebody and they won't hear you, then walk away and shake the dust off your sandals. At each intersection during the day... As counterinsurgents governed by the rules of engagement which Jesus has given us, we have the opportunity to shape the world. And so, as I was saying, the thing about counterinsurgency is the ends and the means are directly connected. Mm-hmm. So, if you want peace, be peaceful. If you want kindness, be kind. It seems pretty simple. It seems simple, but then it's hard, as most things on the battlefield are. So, for example, the Bible cautions us that you cannot obtain something holy in an unholy way. Right. And that's why Christians have to be willing to engage in love and compassion. It's a choice. It's a choice. So if you see someone struggling, then who would want them to struggle and not assist them? But if in your attempt to assist them... They threaten to drown you. Well, right. you must walk away right. and preserve the good that you have to do another day. So, knowing when to give combat and when to refuse combat is critically important on the battlefield. And it's difficult in counterinsurgency. And let me just let you know that counterinsurgency is one of the most difficult forms of warfare. But what it does tell us as Christians is we can stand firm in our faith, we can stand with conviction. Those convictions are not our own. They're not what we decide is right or wrong. They're what God says is right or wrong. Because if we go by our own understanding, then we're as bad as the bad guys. Right. The important thing is not that we make up our own rules, but that we ask ourselves each day, what does God want from us? Absolutely. And how do I walk that out? So as we look at our vision for 2021, it must be infused with all of these things. And truth be told, it becomes quite simple. So... If we want 2021 to be a year of restoration of the United States of America looking to God in everything then we must speak truth walk compassionately in love stand firm you want to pray in a restaurant you want to say grace in a restaurant before you eat because you say grace before you eat do it
2: so what are your what are your actions what are your choices To add to that restoration um, according to God's desires, all to glorify Christ. Right.
0: Yeah. Dr. King really did show us. I mean, if you can imagine the 60s with riots and burning, and then here was this man who modeled such grace and then had the integrity to walk that out.
2: You said something like uh, it will require intentional engagement and with the world and purposeful disengagement. I think, again, he was the embodiment of that, and we can model that and obviously model Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a brilliant example because remember in his I Have a Dream speech, which by the way, if you took the time to read, it, it, it will touch your heart, but in his I Have a Dream speech, he envisioned... Uh, a little white boy playing with a black child holding hands in in the brotherhood of man. Well, if that was his vision, then he obviously couldn't speak hate on the basis of race or color. That would have been at odds with his message. And you can't obtain something holy in an unholy way. And each of us needs to first get firm on what we want and then what we can do to achieve it. So if you want truth be truthful. The other thing is, is to commit. I I had a conversation with a guy recently who was telling me about how his son, his teenage son is really struggling. And I said to him, if you had all of your job interviews in front of you and all of your exams in front of you, and every time you turn on the TV, there's some guy telling you how evil we are, how bad we are, how terrible we are, how this, that, or the next thing, wouldn't you be totally demoralized? How would you feel if you had all this work in front of you? And he he wasn't really into discussing that. He wanted to talk to me about his hobbies, but he was not into really discussing that amount of truth. And the thing that I thought was bizarre is, how can you not be interested in your responsibility to make the world a better place for your children? So he was
2: he was concerned about his son, but when you brought up, like a perspective about how his son might be struggling. Might f- he wanted to talk about his own hobbies. Basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And friends, I'm not judging because it's not my place to judge, but I think it's very easy for us to be involved in all of our secular activities, attend church for an hour on Sunday, feel like our work is done. And then 20 minutes later, we're driving down the freeway, giving people the one finger salute. And And we have got to get serious because this is a battlefield. We can see our nation. We can see what's happening to our nation. And like Dr. King, we have to take steps.
2: It's what I'm hearing is that it's it's not just about us, right? It's it's about us as a body of Christians and all for God. And so, you know, as the Bible says, we need to die to self. And so that might be a question of how are we going to die to self in 2021
0: yeah think of yourself less and the good that you can do more um quick story in afghanistan uh keep in mind things were very rough over there and it was difficult to be kind and it was difficult to be patient i bet but uh their first experience with an american could very well be me and if i was elsewise how could i expect them to have a good view of americans good point So my little combat outpost was along this canal that the British dug in the 50s, and we would drive to and from places along this canal. And one day we come across this village where they've driven the tractor into the canal. Mm. And the whole village is basically gathered to see how do we get this tractor out of the canal. And here we're driving these 35,000 pound trucks with giant winches on the front of them. And so we stopped and we set out security so that uh, the bad guys wouldn't bother us. And then we pulled their tractor out of the canal. And it's not how it got in the canal. It's not this, that, or the next thing. It's like, okay, in the midst of all of this buffoonery, here is an opportunity to just do good. You got in the trench with them. You get in the trench. And the thing is, people will see your good deeds and glorify your father. Christianity is all about witness. It's all about people seeing us. So don't worry so much about the idea that this isn't going to make a difference. Just do it. Right. And let God control the difference that it makes.
2: Do the next right thing.
0: Do the next right thing. To glorify Christ. Very good point. That is the truth. And as you know, in every show, we have a moment of truth where we look at scripture, which informs our discussion. And we do this to remind ourselves that God's word is our first refuge, that it is always relevant and that it never fails. And our moment of truth today comes from John chapter 8, verse 32, and it says this, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth for which Dr. King died, and the truth which will set us all free, is that we are our brother's keepers. Remember when God was looking for Abel, and he said to Cain, Where's Abel? And Cain said, Am I my brother's keeper? Well, the answer is yes. What happens to the least of us happens to all of us. And Alexander the Great said this very well in our quote of the day. Alexander the Great said, Remember, upon the conduct of each depends the fate of all. Mm. So friends, as we celebrate this show and the opportunity that we each have to speak the unadulterated and unifying truth of the Bible, we celebrate those who show us what this means and Dr. King was one such man. At the intersection of his faith and the secular world, he stood against racism. He didn't break windows and burn stores because he knew that would make him like the bullies he protested. Instead of anger, he courageously spoke and acted the truth in love. In regard to such conduct, which Jesus described as loving one's enemies, Jesus said, It would be like heaping burning coals on their heads. Why? Because our love and restraint must cause our enemies to look into the mirror, and there they will see their lack of love and their lack of restraint. So, as Christians, we each have the same opportunity. By our love, our charity, and our patience, we speak volumes. We speak the truth of God with our words, and more importantly, with our actions and christy will love this but uh scott Stapp, one of her favorite musicians wrote a song called jesus was a rock star and in this song there's a line which says his message was his lifestyle
2: love scott Stapp. love his lyrics
0: (laughs) and so it was with dr king who showed us by his example his message was his lifestyle he was not a perfect man Like all of us, he had his struggles, but in the dignity and integrity of his message, he showed us what Jesus's love looked like. And he showed us that we must each walk in the truth of that love or we would all be diminished. On the conduct of each depends the fate of us all. And that was his message and his lifestyle. So imagine that. Imagine if it could be said of each of us, Not that we were conservatives or liberals, Republicans or Democrats, blacks or whites, but that our message of courageous Christian love was our lifestyle. I think that would take us back in the direction of Dr. King's dream. And I know that would be courageous Christianity. Amen. Amen. So friends, as we wrap up our 52nd episode, let me again say thank you. Thank you for listening and thank you for your financial support. Should you want to reach us, we can be contacted at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com or 281-656-1833. If you want to catch previous episodes of Courageous Christianity, you can listen to them at KKHT.com under the Programs tab by selecting Podcasts and looking for Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelow. Thanks for joining Christy and me today. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and semper fi.